What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturday's podcast. These are the audio editions of the community of weekly live videos. You can find those live videos on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info. This podcast is designed to be 20 to 30 minute clips of the most popular sessions so you can listen at your convenience. I'm going to talk about topics along with my wife and business partner, Kyleen, that can help your small business grow and flourish. We will also welcome in special guests from time to time to go deeper into topics that we feel will bring you valuable knowledge and connections to great resources. Follow along, join the community, and let us know how we can help your business. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays with your host and my husband and my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. All right. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Uh, good morning, Karen and Martha. Great to uh, see you checking in this morning. Uh, hopefully everybody's had a great week and uh, we are going to have a good bit of information here. I, I uh, hopefully can share some stuff with you guys. Uh, Let's see here. Martha uh, asked Karen, are you going to ISS? So there you go. I'm popping that up there for you guys. Um, also, uh, Easter coming up tomorrow. So better uh, add a fun little Easter theme here to the video. Um, anyhow, everybody uh, hopefully is doing great and having a great weekend uh, to start off. I'm excited. Gonna do, Got a six-year-old and he is going to uh, love doing the Easter egg hunt in the morning. So uh pretty stoked about that. All right. So last week we talked about that. We're going to talk about commodity versus singular suppliers. And um, I just found it interesting that, uh, you know, after you start thinking about something like that, all these things start popping up that are like, okay, yep, that's, yep, yep. So the, um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of like the law of attraction, but uh, something that I've been researching and, and becoming more involved with lately. And, and uh, so I, I kind of feel like we're creating our own realities here uh, by the law of attraction. Yesterday on the Two Regular Guys podcast, uh, both of our guests, we had Marshall Atkinson and Tom Rowan on, and they both talked about some things in this arena, not becoming a commodity. A uh, question came up, you know, what, what, do you ha- what do you do when somebody uh, asks you for a better price, that kind of thing. So, so there's one bit. I'm like, oh, that ties into what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, read in uh, Printware Magazine uh, on their digital edition, their newsletter that I get, uh, a Q&A from Jennifer Cox, who's with NNEP, and uh, her question that she answered is, what do I do when a customer says they can get this service down the road cheaper? So I will pop a link up to that because I think her answer is excellent. Um, but we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a little more detail today, too. So I think the first place to start, and again, as you guys have any questions or comments, or, or feel free to... Uh, uh, pop them up there and, and I'll try to get to them here, but let's define a commodity first. So, um, you know, did a lot of research on, on this and basically all kind of boils 
back to the same thing. A commodity is this is a good or service that the customer decides all of the provider offer basically the same value. All the providers uh, offer basically the same value. And the only way to win the business is based on price. So that's that's a commodity. Some examples of this might be gasoline. You know, we'll we'll drive two blocks up the street to save two cents a gallon. Um, you know, those kinds of things. Um, Internet service, you know, as long as everything's the same, you know, the same speeds are being promoted, uh, really our decision boils down to price because you're either dealing with, uh, you know, the service there is not very good. Typically, it's a cable company or, or something like that. So um, groceries are another thing that can be easily become a commodity. You know, the coupon people, you're clipping out of your your newspapers or, or, you know, you're trying to find the best deal and you're driving to four different stores to get the cheapest prices on groceries. Um, something that maybe, uh, you know, we don't think of as being a commodity, but they kind of commoditize themselves was the personal computers um, and, and things like that. So, you know, nowadays we, we really just kind of look for the best price based on the features we're looking for. Um, and then maybe something that hits a little closer to home for us decorators and you know, promotional products can a lot of times be uh, a very commoditized business. You know, who, who has the best price? I just want this little trinket with a one color logo on it. And, you know, I need 10,000 of them and, and, uh, Oh, yours is one penny cheaper than the next guy. Well, then I'm going with you kind of thing. So, so those are some examples, um, you know, kind of when I mentioned pe personal computers and I said that, you know, not, many people realize that but think of think of the giants of the day back in the 90s when people started really buying personal computers uh you know you had hp you had compact you had dell acer gateway ibm you know these were the brands that you sought out and you had a brand that you were loyal to you know not not even going beyond the whole pc and mac debate but but uh, true to a brand for a, a um Windows-based computer, you know, and that was something that that I think we did. But but think about it nowadays. A lot of those names aren't even around anymore. Compaq was bought by HP. Uh, I don't even think you can buy a Gateway anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, you got all these. Oh, the light turned up a little bit. Warmed up there for me. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, you know, nowadays we probably go to Amazon. We probably go to Best Buy and look at the best price based on the features that we want. You know, so how did those companies become a commodity? What did they do, and what what caused you know those brands to kind of die as as being the go to brand? And I think a big part of that was that they spent all of their time selling their features and benefits. They talked about themselves, their products and, and things like that. You know, I, uh, early on in my career, I worked for a printing company and, and HP was actually across the parking lot from the printing company I worked at. So I did a lot of business with HP and most of that were these beautiful little sell sheets that had all the features and benefits of their products. It was, you know, specifically listed out how many gigahertz and blah, blah, blah. But what they didn't sell on those sheets was their relationship, why their customers needed it. Um, I've always said to people that, uh, you know, when I've been a sales manager, you know, you got to sell the sizzle. I don't care if this thing prints X number of colors or 12 things an hour or whatever. What is it that that's going to do for your customer? What's the benefit? What's the you know, the sizzle, the bacon, you know, we, we like bacon, but we really enjoy that sizzle. What it's going to do for me it makes my mouth water. Um, so 
you know, you, you might win a customer the first time based on price and, and product and some of that, but the successful business owners know that keeping your customers is way more important than getting new ones. If you can keep your customers coming back to you, regardless of your price, then you're going to have a successful business if you're, you know, those kinds of things. So how do we avoid this? Um, one of the first things that you want to do to become a singular, this side this would call this a singular supplier, meaning they only want to come to you and it doesn't matter if your price is more expensive or, or, or whatnot. They don't even worry about shopping around. They go, okay, I need X. I know this person has provided me X. It was a wonderful experience. So I'm going back there. I'm, that's my singular supplier. Um, so how do, how do we do that? Well, we, we need to set ourselves apart. We need to make sure the customer will happily pay what you offered without a need to shop around. So, you know, let's set ourselves apart. A good example of this would be the groceries. Um, we have several grocery stores in our little area here that I live in, in St. Peter's, Missouri. And um, lots of them. We've got the higher-end grocery stores, the organics, the um you know, the cheap guys, the Walmart marketplace, all that kind of stuff right in our little area here in a little community that we live in. Um, and there are actually several grocery stores that are much cheaper um, and much closer than the grocery store that my family goes to. In fact, uh, my wife and son are there right now. <laughs> um, you know, and so why is it that we choose to go a little bit further away from our house to a place where we spend a little bit more money. Um, and that's all because what they've done to set themselves apart. Uh, the, we, we go in there, the place is always really nice and clean. Everybody that works there is super nice and helpful. Uh, the aisles are nice and wide and very well organized. So, you know, we've just been going there. We go in there, we know how to make our way through. We feel comfortable there. Um, so, you know, instead of having to go to three different places to get the best deals, we're willing to spend a little extra money to, because our experience with them is what we're looking for as a family. So you got to think about how that works for your company. You need to ask your good customers, what keeps them coming back? You know, and, and I bet when you ask this question, they're going to tell you things like your service, your reliability, your speed, uh, your attention to detail, your personality. Uh, think about, like a guy like Johnny Cupcakes, which I think I've talked about before, but if you don't know who that is, you need to look him up. He sells one and two color t-shirts, uh, very rarely more than one or two colored t-shirts. He sells them for $35 a piece. And he has sold over 300 million of them at $35 a piece. And he has people lined up outside of his stores, camping out to get the latest Johnny Cupcake t-shirt. So, he set himself apart. He's got his personality. Um, he's got his stick. His stick is he parades as a bakery, but yet he sells T-shirts. So, you know, and that's his personality. So, so show those things. So those are some things. Now, when you're asking these good customers why they come back, I bet they will not say things like, well, your printing technique. I really like that you're a screen printer. I really like that you're a sublimator. Um, or you've got a lot of colors of ink. Uh, you can print 16 million colors with your sublimation printer. Um, or I really love that super nice price grid of one one to four colors, 72 pieces, a thousand pieces. Th that thing is so awesome. And I just love having to read that each time I need to buy something from you. I'm 
pretty sure that nobody is actually going to tell you that. If somebody tells you that, I would like you to record it and I would like you to send it to me, Aaron at MontcoConsulting.com. Okay, seriously, I, I, I want to hear this and I want to hear if they're saying that with a straight face. Um, so maybe a video would be good. All right. Uh, so what we want to do is for most of us, most of us businesses out there, most of us small businesses out there, we're not a commodities broker. You know, if if you are, then you can turn this part off right now. But if you are not, if that's not your niche, um, you do want to try to actually avoid those large orders. Not saying that if somebody comes to you and insists on you doing a 10,000 piece order that you should turn it away. But if they come to you and say, here's a 10,000 piece order, um, but you have to be at this price, you need to be okay going, no, uh, this is my price. This is what my business does. These are the services I provide. You are going to be super happy after you get those 10,000 pieces. You might save a nickel up the street, but they're not going to be me. And you need to be confident about that. Um, saying no to orders is some of the most, you will gain you some of the most profitable orders you've ever had because there's a reason that they're there. There's a reason they didn't pick the guy up the street that was two cents less. And therefore, um, you need to call them out on that. You know, they're not going to tell you why that they didn't go with the other guy. Maybe the other guy couldn't turn it around in the time that they needed in, or maybe the other guy wouldn't uh, print whatever they needed printed the way that they felt like it needed to be printed. You know, there, there's plenty of reasons why they didn't go there. They're not going to tell you that, you know, their job is to get the best price. Your job is to get the highest price you can get and make them happy to pay that. So, um, avoid those things. If if you spend all of your time worrying about the guy up the street that's two cents less or whatever your most fierce competitor is, you will not be worrying about what your customers want, what your customers need, and and on your customers. You really need to spend your time focusing on your customers. Who cares what the other guy is selling it for? Who cares what the other guy is doing? Yes, having the information is fine, but spending all of your time trying to figure out how to compete against them as opposed to win your customer's loyalty um, will be a recipe for disaster. So the number one key to becoming a singular supplier is to focus on the customer experience. Focus on the time they learn about you all the way to the time that they're actually using the product. Um, not just when they pick up, you know, so you don't want to stop it just when they pick up the order. Uh, you want to think about all the way to when they're actually using the product and putting that product in their closet if you're selling shirts or, or whatever. You want to think about all those things. So let's think about this. Let's use an example. Let's say you're selling shirts to a 5K. Well, okay, that they've picked up that shirt and they picked it up. Is it easy for them, for the volunteers to hand them out on race morning when there's 10,000 people in front of them um, and everything's crazy and, and nobody exactly knows what's going on? Um, is it easy for them to do? Or did you take and stack those shirts in batches of 12 or whatever the printer's fold is and stuff them back into the old Gildan box that you took them out of and handed those to them. And that's fine. People do that all the time. I, every single race I've been to, it pretty much seems like that's the norm. But you know what? How can you differentiate yourself? If you go to that same 5K that's been buying that way for a long time and say, you know what? For just a couple of pennies more, 
I'm going to make your life easier. I'm going to make your volunteers life easier. I'm going to go ahead and individually pack those by size in a nice box that, oh, by the way, has my brand on it, Aaron Montgomery t-shirts.com or whatever. And then that experience for them, and they're going to come back to you each and every time because you've made their lives easier. You didn't, they didn't come back to you because you were the cheapest price you know, they're, they've got sponsors that that's part of what the customer's paying for. So the price doesn't really matter to them. I mean, if, as long as you're not gouging them, as long as you're in a ballpark, they're willing to pay for those services. So, so don't look at it. So think about it all the way through to the end. Also look at how your marketing might match up. Does the look and feel of when they first met you match the look and feel of the follow-up email that they're getting a month after they got their product? Are they going to remember who you are because of your personality, because of the experience that they had? Um, you know, the other thing that you want to do is give those customers opportunities to build relationships along the way. Um, you know, when they picked up their product, was it a fun experience? Did you take some pictures? Did you have a good time? Were they able to tell their story about why this 5K is so important to them or, or whatever the case may be? You know, give them those opportunities to build that relationship with you, the person, the, the business as a personality, and, and that will go a long way. So, you know, that's what Johnny Cupcake's done. He's given his customers an opportunity to build that relationship. He responds to everybody on social media. He gives them an opportunity. People have tattoos of his logo on their body. So, you know, he's clearly given them an opportunity to build their relationship. Um, you should be selling based on your relationship when the person says they can get it up the road cheaper. My answer you know like i said jennifer cox has some great answers some great answers yesterday on the two regular guys podcast but my simple answer to the question when a customer says i can get it up the road cheaper i would offer to drive them up the road and drop them off and see what happens that be make that your personality say okay perfect i'm glad you can do that my car is right out front we'll be there in five minutes enjoy your experience if you would like to buy from me and here's what we have to offer, and here's what you're going to get. Great. All right, guys. So there we go. Any quick questions before I get out of here? All right. Well, happy Easter. And make sure to remember also tomorrow's April Fool's Day. So don't remember everything you're going to hear on the Internet or, or, or see. I'm already concerned about my dad coming over. He thinks he's quite a jokester. So I'm sure there's going to be some April Fool's pranks at Easter dinner tomorrow night. But uh, anyways, you guys have a great rest of your weekend and we will talk to you next week. I've got a couple things in the work for next week, but uh, feel free to go over to uh, on the Facebook page where you're watching this at and give me some uh, ideas, some things you'd like to learn more about. Uh, feel free to post those or hit me up via email, Aaron, Aaron excuse me, Aaron at MontcoConsulting.com. And uh, yes, happy Easter to you too, Karen. Um, you guys have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.